This is another episode of On the Grid by Z Prime. Love your energy. Hello, everyone. This is Aaron Hardick, your On the Grid co-host. Dylan is not joining me today because we have a special episode. Yesterday, July 26th, 2020, marked the 30th anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. To honor the anniversary, I wanted to read a guest contributor article submitted by Sophie Horrocks. Sophie is a human-centered designer and researcher. She believes that design has the power to improve human quality of life by recognizing the value of empathy-driven, not just evidence-based design. Her work applies this principle to the design of research, interfaces, and environments. These promote inclusion and accessibility by using multi-sensory designs that go beyond just vision. This is Sophie's article, Designing an Inclusive Future. We are living in a moment of change. I recently spoke to a friend who is blind. He said that he's currently struggling to travel independently due to travel staff refusing to aid him in order to comply with social distancing measures. We are all in the process of reshaping our own lives, values, and beliefs, and how we reshape our own lives impacts our collective future. Our designed world has the power to include or exclude all of us. How can we rebuild our world to be more inclusive and representative of all the people who make up that world? What is an inclusive future? Inclusive design is not about translating a product, service, or system after it's been created to suit a different user with different needs or abilities. It is about bringing the same sense of diversity that appears in society into the design and decision-making process. For example, in 2007, Tesco, the UK's largest supermarket, entered the US market with their fresh and easy stores in the hopes of expanding its already extensive empire. Unfortunately, they failed spectacularly. After five years of losses, it was sold in 2013 with Tesco spending around 1 billion euro on attempting to break the US market. There are a multitude of reasons contributing to this failure. The timing of launching in 2007 contributed, but ultimately, it was down to the assumptions that were made. Just because the UK and US share the same language, they share the same cultural needs and wants. Although Tesco did their homework, spending nearly 10 years preparing for its US launch, there were still subtle flaws in the products and experiences they provided, which were biased based by this assumption. For example, Fresh and Easy prioritized prepackaged sandwiches, a UK supermarket staple, over the deli counter dishes prepared and stored. A preferred option in the US supermarkets as customers tend to prefer customization of ingredients. All these assumed details accumulated by creating something that didn't listen to what the US market really wanted or needed. This example might seem somewhat arbitrary when discussing inclusive design, but it demonstrates how great the financial cost can be when you make assumptions about different markets or users. If this is the financial cost of such arbitrary decisions such as sandwich experiences, imagine the cost that is experienced when you apply this thinking to such a basic human right issue as the ability to move and travel independently. 
this conversation shifts from one about profit and loss to one of quality of life, including our mental and physical health and ability to communicate and access information. Those with the power to make life-changing decisions must not assume they understand or know the diversity of their customers. They must actively listen, engage, and empathize with a diverse range of users throughout the design process, allowing these perspectives to become an integral part of decisions which are made. By offering a seat at the table to a greater range of voices, our world will con consequently become more inclusive by reflecting the diversity of our society. Conventionally, we might think this power is only in the hands of large corporations. If this pandemic has taught us anything, it is that each of our individual actions affects the bigger picture. We each have a role to play in changing our collective future, and we must educate ourselves and take ownership of that power in order to make that future more inclusive. Most recently, I have been working on a project called Sensora. It is an inclusive design solution to how we can navigate the world beyond vision. The project was born from a conversation I had while conducting global research with blind and partially sighted users while in London, Tokyo, and New York. One user stated that they were only disabled by the design, by the design of their environment. How we design our environment, which I would say includes the products, services, and systems that make up that environment, therefore has an incredible jurisdiction over how accessible it is which in turn impacts independence and quality of life. Research identified the need for a solution to how blind and partially sighted people can independently travel in both indoor and outdoor spaces with a hands-free, non-visual solution. Although the long-term goal would obviously be to make all our environment more inclusive through redesigning or adapting them, Sensora recognizes the limitations of this as a feasible and viable near-term solution. If instead we can use technology to create small interventions that change our perception of the information in the environment, we can enable greater information accessibility. Sensora propo proposes a new way to navigate spaces using a spatial audio language that communicates this information through wearable technology. The project worked with blind and partially sighted users throughout the design process, from initial interviews with individuals to a focus group in partnership with Thomas Pocklington Trust in London, to design, consult to design consultations done remotely during the COVID-19 lockdown. This ensured minimal assumptions were made while making key design decisions. Research was also carried out with a variety of stakeholders across fields of urban planning, future mobility, neuropsychology, and human-computer interaction researchers. Interestingly, these conversations identified that Sensora has the potential to transform non-visual, hands-free navigation for contexts far outside just blind and partially sighted users. For example, for firefighters navigating burning buildings, people carrying out sport events or activities, or even future autonomous vehicles. This demonstrates the power of integrating diverse perspectives into design decisions. As we look to reshaping our futures in the coming months, we must not forget the injustice and inequality that has been highlighted by COVID-19. Our assumptions made of others in the past should stay in the past. 
we must use this opportunity to consider how we can leverage our innate ability to empathize as humans and actively listen and engage with a more diverse range of people to design a better, more inclusive future for all of us.